Hi, and welcome to the Daring to Leap podcast. I'm your host, Lori Phillip. I am so excited to dive into this week's episode with you. Are you thinking about a career pivot or transition into a different role? This week, we are speaking with Laura Terrell, executive coach who successfully transitioned from a career as a lawyer and former special assistant to the president at the White House. She's here to advise us on career transitions. In this episode, you will learn why people are thinking about pivoting in their careers, how we can get past our fear of failure, and everything you need to know and ask yourself before you leap so you can set yourself up for success. Let's dive in. Laura Terrell is an executive coach with over 25 years of professional experience as a legal and business leader. Prior to launching her coaching practice, Laura was a special assistant to the president at the White House, a senior level appointee at the U.S. Department of Justice, an equity partner in two global law firms, and an in-house counsel at a major global consulting and business advisory firm. Welcome to the podcast, Laura. Thanks, Lori. It's great to be with you. Excited to have our conversation today. Yeah, I... I'm so excited you're here. I, I just love hearing about your diverse background. And I'm just really curious, having such a great legal career, doing such things as being an advisor in the White House and all these various roles, what really was it that made you decide to leave that career and start your own business? I've always been intrigued by new opportunities when they come along. Maybe that's partially because I look for something that might be interesting or something that might be different. And as I've done that repeatedly in my career, I've often found that it's a wonderful way to grow, to develop differently. It's not that I've disliked the roles that I've had, but when something else has come along and I've thought that it could help me grow and develop and really strengthen my skill set, that I've tried to find a way that I can see that that could work for me. and. Taking those different chances along the way really led me to, I think, having some great different experiences, having a diversity of what I do. It also meant that I really enjoyed my legal career. I enjoyed the work I did in private practice and government as in-house counsel. But I was also looking for something that gave me the opportunity to stretch those skills in a different direction. And one of the things I find as a lawyer is that you spend a lot of time trying to solve clients' problems, you're trying to find ways to fix things that have gone wrong. You don't necessarily spend as much time maybe connecting with them on a one-to-one -one basis. I had some great client relationships, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed the people that I worked with, both inside and outside my law firm, inside and outside my company. It was a great experience, but I wanted something a bit more and I wanted to take some of the things I had enjoyed, like mentoring and guiding and supporting others, and be able to apply that in my own professional life. So for me, I'd really benefited from coaching. I'd benefited from encounters I'd had over the years with people that I thought helped me strengthen, helped me grow in a different direction. And coaching was a way for me to take the next step in my career. I wanted to do something different, not because I disliked lawyering, but because I thought I could leverage it into a different way of connecting with people, a different way of providing a service that people need, 
and a different way of, of frankly, just enjoying my life in a different context and with a different texture. Mm-hmm. And I can totally see having you just explain it. Okay, there's this part of your career that you were missing a bit, it sounds like, that through coaching, you could really pull forward and expand. But what was it for you that really helped you feel confident enough to kind of let go of a career that you had built up for years? You've been highly trained and educated to go do something so new and different. I wish I could say I just had the belief that I could do it and I launched it without thinking. But I was actually more deliberative than that. I had had lawyers who had coached me. I had people that had called me over the years and asked to check in periodically to talk about what was going on with them professionally. I felt like I was giving them an opportunity to have the kind of relationship that I often wanted to have with someone. And sometimes I did have with people as I was coming up in my career as a guidance, as an advisor. And for me, there was a moment where I said, this is really something that I get to do the things that I don't have time for in my day-to-day job right now. And if I don't get to do those day-to-day things, I'm going to regret it. So how do I go about doing it? I worked with coaches myself. I researched the business. I thought about what my clients might look like. I thought about how I wanted to really talk with people. And I also asked myself, is there anyone that's doing what I'm doing directly out there? And given my breadth of experience and the types of roles I've played, I felt like I could be somebody that a lot of people would say, yeah, I think you really get some of what's happening to me, or I can see that you've been in situations like this. Not that my experience is something that I want to replicate for others, but I feel like I do understand many of the things that people are bringing forward. And so when I help try to facilitate their development, their progress toward their goals, I have a sense of some of the questions that I was asking at certain points in my career. And I want to help them through asking maybe some similar points. So I feel like I did my research. I really considered what I could add that was different, just like you would if you were setting up a legal practice. If everybody's practicing in the same space, you're not going to be adding much to the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to add something to the conversation and felt that I could. And I was gratified to see that many people that were referred to me, people that have been in my network said, oh, I would love to work with you. Or I have somebody that I would like to have you consider talking to. And it's really been a way to also build a broader network, which was also just a really wonderful goal of mine was to broaden my network, not just to the people that I work directly with on a day-to-day, but more people in the industry, more people in the broader business world. And that's been terrific. Yeah, that's that's a great way to put it. I've seen so many different approaches to people who have left one career behind and started a new one. And it's been, there's been the people that were so burnt out that they were just like, it's time for me to leave and do something else. There were people that just felt like they wanted something more and went towards a passion or a love kind of focus in their second career. And I really love this approach that you just discussed around. It's kind of a 
noticing an area that you want to expand it and then doing your due diligence. I guess your your experience as a as a lawyer comes in and preparing yourself for this transition in a really thoughtful way. I'd like to transition a bit into having a discussion with you on career pivots, career transitions. And as I mentioned before, I, I really was excited to have this conversation with you because not only do you work as a professional with others that want to do this with their careers and, and make a big change or transition, um, you did it yourself so many times. And so you come from both personal and professional experience on this topic. So when we talk about career pivots, what are you seeing with your clients or even with yourself? What are the reasons that are coming up most often that people are thinking about making a transition? Well, there are any number of reasons that people might be thinking about making a change. And sometimes people say, this just isn't the right environment for me. It's not the right culture where I'm working, or I want more personal time with my family, or I want to get off the road and stop traveling so much. It could be a number of things. It could also be, I just don't have the job opportunity that I have here. I think I'm sort of hitting a ceiling and there's not a lot of places for me to go in this organization. So I like to work with people in all of those spaces. I'll just give you one example, working with a lot of very talented people who may have to do business development, bring in business in their roles. Maybe they're lawyers trying to get clients, or maybe they're real estate professionals trying to bring in companies to work with them and sell their services. Or maybe there's someone charged with taking a new product line on and needing to increase the bottom line. And so I like talking with people about something that maybe like that is a bit scary and feels uncomfortable. But there's either a desire to move to it or there's a mandate from the work they're doing that this is something they need to embrace or something they at least need to feel more comfortable with. So sometimes the transitions like that can be daunting, but I love people that are willing to approach them and ask for the help they need to get more facile with it and to, to get more comfortable in a role like that. It's so interesting because I heard you talk about all the different reasons, but I hadn't thought about this idea of transitioning professionally into an area with actually leaving, for example, expanding into a new part of the field that maybe you're not comfortable with. But regardless of what you want to do, that's a change. It can be scary. And there is this process that's probably similar no matter which type of pivot you're trying to do. Does that sound right to you about the thinking is the same? I think so. If, for example, you say, I've got this great opportunity to move up to a vice president level in my company, but the expectations and the amount of people management that I'll have to do, I haven't done that before. And I don't know that I'm ready for that. Or perhaps it's I want to leave my daily salary job and I want to be a solopreneur and I want to create a business that I've been thinking about for a number of years, but I've never done this before. And I think getting comfortable around the idea of what your strengths are, what draws you to this role, and really holding to that and finding ways that you can embrace that by drawing upon resources that you have, your strengths, and also recognizing you're going to stumble. 
things are not going to go well sometimes. Maybe as a solopreneur, your revenue is not going to be what you thought it would be the first year. Maybe as the VP in your group, you're not going to hit the targets that or your KPIs that you've been asked to meet. But you're trying to find your way through a place. I think perfection, understanding that perfection is not the goal, but getting to the to the right level of capability and really learning the role in a way that you can execute on that is important. Mm-hmm. I think that point you just made about perfection is not the goal is a really important one because if we've been in our careers, our current careers, for long enough, we've become a lot of the times an expert or really, really good at what we do and we're really comfortable with it. And so it is quite scary for most people to then step out of that and try something different that the first couple of times is going to be not great. And that's just part of the process. What is your advice for somebody who is looking to step out and try something new that isn't used to doing that, has been doing the same thing for a long time and is a little apprehensive about failure and not being great at it at the get-go? Well, I'm glad you brought up the F word, failure, because I think that's a really common theme. I'm sure you hear it from a number of people. People that are high achieving, very ambitious, who've been successful in a certain role, I think the largest thing that holds them back is that fear of failure. What if this doesn't work? What if I am no longer the biggest person in the room? What if I'm no longer the most admired uh, CFO or the most admired head of division or whatever it is that has really felt like their identity? It's the fear of failing in a new identity. And so I think one of the things that's really critical is to look at why you're interested in making the move to another role. How does it reflect your values? How does it reflect your priorities? How does it match where you want to be? And people often say, well, I I do want to do that, but I also feel just I'm really tied to this other role and I feel like I can't make the switch and I want to be able to find a way to take that identity with me. And I think we do take those identities with us. We use and we leverage our skills in new roles. But I think we also want to have the opportunity to be able to do something that is aligned with where we are now. And an important principle is we don't always have to be doing the same thing to be successful. We don't always have to be doing the same job or in the same place. Things happen even if you're in a company for 20 years, a new boss comes in. Maybe your company merges. Maybe your role just goes away because that particular part of the business is no longer as much in demand. So you're going to have to pivot somewhere probably in your career and change your identity, whether that's stepping up to a leadership role, whatever it is. And I think recognizing that you don't have to give up one identity, but you can add others to your portfolio. Mm -hmm. And when the question comes up, but what if this identity doesn't work? What if I fail? What if I stumble? There's always the ability from, for my clients to be able to look at what could I go and do otherwise? Could I go back to the former identity? Could I find something else? If they've done their homework and they've also been the kind of people that have the relationships 
and the places to be able to draw on, the risk becomes smaller because you're doing something new. You want to try something else on, but chances are usually pretty good that you could do the job you did before, or you could go on to do something entirely different. So I try to get people thinking not quite so narrow around the idea that we just have one identity, but you can have and hold different identities in the same place and at different times in your career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like, I really do like the idea of thinking about your options and the fallback plan. That was really useful to me because I think we get, we get caught up in this idea that if I leave this role, I leave this position, I switch, all of a sudden it's going away and we can't have it back or there's not other options based on our prior experience. But the truth of the matter is there are it is there are lots of opportunities out there, especially as you mentioned, people that have a really great background in what they were doing before. And what I've found, at least for myself, is that trying on something new, this new identity, and even if you're not to the point of being as stellar at it as maybe you were in your prior identity, you, at least for me, I've noticed I've grown so, so much more faster as a person, professionally, just like my skill sets you're expanding. And as, as you mentioned, like adding into your toolbox, I do feel like if I had to go back, I have, I'd have more options than I did before because I have more skills to leverage. Do you find that to be true too when you think about with your clients? Like, look, now you have all these extra things to draw upon. One of my clients said to me when they were exploring a, a major transition, I feel like I have space in my brain that I haven't explored. And I feel like I've just been in this small piece of what I'm capable of. I'm scared to go outside that. And we talked about being able to return to that capability and working through the idea that that would always be there. But you were really just adding different places, getting to know different space in your brain, as this client was referring to. And I love that analogy because I think human brain is a very complex part of the body. It's a very complex organism. It's something that if we can just confine ourselves to a little piece, there are all kinds of other things we do where there's artistic parts of us, there are mathematical parts of us. There might be parts we prefer and there might be parts we say, I can add my checkbook, but I really don't want to do aerospace engineering. Sorry, Lori. I really don't want to do aerospace engineering <laughs> in my career, but I want to do something else. And I think knowing that and exploring those different places, some people feel like they've never had a chance to really look at those different spaces in their brain. And when they find an opportunity to do that, I have clients that come back and say, I really, really, I check in with people and, and after they've gone to a new role. And I have clients that come back and say, I didn't know how much there was out there that I hadn't had a chance yet to experience, and I love it. And I think that's mm -hmm. what people are looking for, is a chance to experience different facets of their capabilities that otherwise they would never know. And I think most people are pretty excited when they embrace something that is pretty well tailored and they've given some thought to why they want to run to it, not away from the prior job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Run to it, not away from the prior job. There is so much wisdom in that one little statement, Laura. 
because that is the mindset, the space, the energetic level that a person, it's easier for a person to be in when they're thinking about moving, like choosing to move towards an opportunity versus like, I'm just not happy here. I just need to leave kind of attitude, which is, is okay. I mean, there's, there is a um, transition point that if for some reason you're in a position that you're not happy with, um, definitely choose and think about leaving if that's right for you, but then don't just do it out of fear, but, you know, take the time to really think it through and do it intentionally. And when you said that to me, that was all intentionality, like choosing to move forward. And I, I, Going back to what you were saying earlier about talking to your clients about why they're doing something, I wanted to kind of dive in a little deeper on that piece, Laura, because I think it's really important for us to kind of reflect on that because at the root of it, it's so important in our motivational level, our energy, our willingness to try a little bit harder, knowing that that things might not work out. What... What is your process or if you could advise somebody who's thinking about, okay, I'm thinking about career transition and, and, and you're asking them why, what does that look like? It is where I start. And I think the way you begin asking that is not just why are you looking at this transition or why is this job or this particular move the, the goal that you want, but what's appealing to you about it? What do you know about this? Who have you talked to? I've had people that have come to me and said, I really want to be promoted to this level in my organization. I feel like this is the next step for me. Okay. Why is it the next step? What would you do in that job? Are those things that you would want to be doing? Is that something that would give you skills or uh, compensation or something else that's really important to you? I often find that people are falling back on an idea that they're good at something and so they should keep doing it or they should go to another role because they didn't like that role at their existing company. But it might be you need to think about a role outside of the same one that you had at a different organization. Maybe it's not that the company was not the good fit, but that the role itself, regardless of the organization, is not where you want to be. I've talked with people that are really, really terrific at marketing but they don't want to do it inside a corporate environment where they have a very limited portfolio. They want to maybe go on their own or be part of a smaller organization where they can exercise different skills and they can be a bigger skill set that's operating there. So I think it's really important to ask people not just why, but what's appealing? What do you know about this? And I really encourage people if they say, I want to be an astronaut talk to people that are astronauts. What do you know about this field? Mm -hmm. What do you know about this area? Who in your network could you contact to see if you could be referred to someone that could do that? Or what do you need to understand about what that process looks like? Maybe that's a long pivot in your career. Maybe you're an engineer now, but you want to see if you can pivot into that space. You need to really understand what the building blocks are. I find the more information people have, and the more willing they are to get data that can help them think about, is this the right move for me? The more productive and the more satisfied they're going to be if they do make a move to a role that they've really thought through. 
Yeah. Finding the role models, the existing people that are doing it and having those conversations with them. For me, I found that to be so useful, not only understanding like maybe their own journey, but also like this idea of if somebody else is doing that, it's possible. And especially if that person has a similar background or did that switch from law to coaching or whatever it is, like if you can get it as as applicable as you can, you can start to really see the path. And it doesn't have to be the same path, but just the motivation, the inspiration, the ideas that it's possible is useful in, in addition to the information gathering. So well, if question is, okay. I was yeah. going to say one question I think is powerful to ask is, what don't you like about this job? Or what's challenging about being a lawyer in this company? Or what's really some of the hurdles that you've seen trying to break into um, this role at a startup as opposed to your prior job at a long-established publicly traded company? And when I was looking, for example, at at making a move to coaching, I actually asked coaches that I, I knew or that I'd been referred to, what's the most frustrating part of the job? What's the thing you like the least? What are the mm-hmm. things that have been really toughest as you've established your own business? How do you get clients? What's been the, the hardest way to bring in clients? What have you done that didn't work? What have you done that you thought was not successful or you thought was a mistake? Not because I was trying to be critical, but I found people were really open to sharing things that might be negatives about the jobs they were in. And that is just part of doing that investigation. It's not just, hey, let me get the good stuff or the nuts and bolts, but really trying to investigate what might you not like or what might be somebody else's challenge that you say, no, I I think I could really embrace that. And I don't think that would be as tough for me. Yeah, that's a a great way to, to kind of flip that on its head. I also think that it's really good for people that are contemplating transitions to do some of that exploration. I think that exploration is critical. People that I see that are most dissatisfied with transitions they've made have leapt before they looked a bit. They've just jumped in with both feet, but not really explored a little bit and asked themselves, what can I do to get more familiar with this role? Or what can I do to get a better understanding. I think that's something we also gain as we become more senior in our careers, but it's something that's just as applicable to people that are starting out. Um, Mm -hmm. Just because everybody's going to work at the dazzling new company that everybody wants to work for doesn't mean it's a good fit for you. I had a, Mm a newer to the workforce client that was really weighing one of those decisions. And it was, I'm being told the compensation package is so good at company A I know people that just think it's terrific. They're in the newspaper. They're in the headlines all the time. I said, mm-hmm. do you know anybody that works there? Well, I think I do know someone. Came to find out it was just not a good fit. You don't get as much training. There's a lot of upheaval and turmoil because this company is going through a lot right now. And they realized that was not where they wanted to be. But they wouldn't have known that unless they'd actually asked the question. It only took one person in that instance to really give yeah. them the information. It was very different from what the public face was for that role and for that organization. Yeah. So if we if we just walk through the steps. So we talked about understanding the why and really digging into that a bit deeper. And then a very good emphasis on exploration and 
from all angles, positive, negative, finding people that are in in there right now that you can understand a bit better if it would be a good fit. And if you have somebody that's thinking, okay, I've done that, I've explored, I understand why I'm I want to go do this. Can you walk us through briefly just okay, what else should they be aware of as they continue to move forward into making the transition happen? to set themselves up for success? So far, we've talked about external factors, what you can do outside of actually joining the company. The next stage is really when you get that interview, maybe for a role that you think you're interested in, is to use that interview to ask questions yourself. I find so many people go into the interview process and they're preparing the whole time for what are they going to ask me? What am I going to be asked? What, what's going to be a tough question that comes my way? And I recommend having an equally, maybe not tough set of questions, but an equally thoughtful set of questions that you want to ask and and ones that really can result in getting good information. So just asking, for example, what's the culture like here at this company might not give you a lot of detail or it might not give you a lot of useful information, but you could ask, how do your teams get structured when a new project comes in? What are the best ways you've seen people succeed here? What are the ways in which you've seen people really have challenges? Again, asking some of those negative questions. What do you see as the things that I would get to experience in my first year, my first two years in this role? Or what would be my immediate assignments? And what would you want me to move to longer term? All of those are questions that get a better dialogue going. And part of the interview process is also for you to get to know this company and for you to interview the people that are considering you. Because if it's just one way, you're not really getting much benefit out other than being handed maybe if you get an offer, a package that says which will be paid and having some nice conversations with people. But too many people treat the interview process like, I just want to get them to get to the offer to me. You also want to get to the point where you feel like you have way better understanding, way better insider information. So Mm -hmm. I think that's a critical next step. Once you get to that place where you feel like, I'm thinking about making this transition. I've got an opportunity. I'm doing the interview. What do I do to make sure this is the right move for me? What can I do more? And I, I really think that interview process is critical. Yeah, it's so true. Part of, especially now in, in the, age where companies and employees, you're not anymore really signing up for these long-term 30-year careers anymore. And so it's so important to kind of treat, okay, you're, you bring a lot to the table. Your time is valuable. You're transitioning from whatever you're doing now is an important next step for you and making a full decision on, is this company good for me? I love thinking about that. It's like putting more value on yourself because that is true. Your next step is important. And even if they offer it to you, it doesn't mean that it's the right fit. And taking the time to understand that through the interview process is, is a great, a great idea, Laura. Especially if people, we do get caught up in this interview and just being prepared and you don't want to show up and get asked questions you don't know the answer to and everything. And so um, I can see why people get caught up in all that. So I'd like to wrap up here. Do you have any closing advice or thoughts on this topic for people that are interested in making a transition, but maybe still are feeling a little hesitant around it? 
to close this out? I think the biggest thing people can do when they're contemplating a, a transition is to think about what their priorities are and how that matches the opportunities that they may see for themselves and to do some exploration around that so that you can figure out how to match those priorities with the right opportunities. I, I think that's sage advice, Laura. Thank you so much. And if you could share with our audience how they might follow you, connect with you on social media, and, and check out your work. I'd love to have people contact me. I'm at lauraterrell.com, L-A-U-R-A-T-E-R-R-E-L-L.com. And I'm also on LinkedIn, and I love to have people reach out there. I post a lot of just interesting things I see in my day about the working world. So I'd love to connect as well. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with us today and sharing your wisdom with us. And I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, I would love for you to subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. Hope you all have an amazing week. Until next time. Bye.